Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. We serve. Jesus is the God. Jesus is the God. We serve. Jesus is the God. We serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. Jesus is the God. We serve. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, Father, we have gathered in the name of Jesus Christ to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for another day added to our lives. Thank you, Father, for life, for health, for strength, the ability to walk, the ability to talk, to think, to sing. Father, we give you praise. We understand that every good and perfect gift has come from you. Father, thank you for not dealing with us as our sins deserve, but we thank you, Father, for your mercy. We thank you, Father, for your grace. We thank you, Father, for your kindness. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will speak to our hearts and minds, your words of wisdom, your words of knowledge, your words of understanding, that we may grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, in advance, trusting that you are going to do these things for us. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you children of God, we do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our very present help in a time of trouble, our shield, our buckler, 
our helper, our sustainer. He is our everything. And one of the things that God works on in you and he works on in me is trying to get us to understand just how much we depend on him. Bible tells us that we can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us. Through Christ, through Jesus Christ, you and I can do all things. Now, if you put all things on the far right side of the continuum or the pendulum, then we understand that just as there is a right side of the continuum or the pendulum, there is a left side. If we can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us on the right, guess what's on the other side of that continuum or that pendulum? We can do nothing without him. So we thank God today because everything that we are able to do, God said, Robert, even the sin that I allow you all to commit, it is by my power that you are able to do that. Even the sin that we grievously commit against him, it is his power that we are using to do that. We can do all things. He didn't just say all good things. He said, what? All things. That means right and wrong, we are able to do it by the power of God. Good and evil, we are able to do it by the power of God. It's because God empowers us. It's because God has given us the ability. But God hopes that you and I choose to do what is good. You and I choose to do what is right. My prayer for each of us, may we choose to use God's power in the right way or use God's power in positive way. You think about life. God is the one that gives us life. Now we can take this life and live righteously. We can take this life and live wickedly, but God is the one that gives us the ability to either live righteously or wickedly through Christ. We can do all things through Christ. God wants us to do good things. <clears throat> Excuse me, children of God. Well, children of God, we're going to take a look at one of my favorite scriptures in the whole of the Bible. Uh, Romans chapter eight with a special focus on verse 28, but we're going to look at it from a little different angle today. Now, uh, before we get into this, what the Lord is placing in my spirit now, I saw a cartoon years ago. And the cartoon was a number of blind men touching different parts of an elephant. One of the blind men in the cartoon was touching his tusks and was feeling the point on the tusk and was talking about how an elephant is much like a spear. 
one of the blind men was touching the elephant's tail. You know how the tail is long? And he said, no, no, an elephant is much like a snake. Another one of the blind men was touching the elephant's side, you know, touching up around his belly where it's very, said, no, no, an elephant is very strong and very, you know, each one of these blind men had a different viewpoint of the elephant because they were touching what? Different parts. Well, understand that that is oftentimes how it is with us and God. See, not that what you're touching or what you're feeling from God is wrong. It just may be different from what I'm touching and from what I'm feeling from God, just as those blind men. And no one was wrong. You know, the one that was feeling the elephant's tail and it felt like a snake to him. Well, that was that was that was the part that he was experiencing. The other one that was touching his tusks and it felt like a spear and, and felt like that was the part he was touching. The one that was touching his his side and up along in here and said, no, it's, it's very strong like a wall and very hard like, a, well, he wasn't wrong, but that was just the portion that he was touching. So understand my brother and my sister, each one of us has a different viewpoint of our creator. Each one of us is seeing God from a totally unique vantage point. Some people really see God as their healer. I mean, when they look at their life and they look at what God has brought them through, maybe individuals that have had diseases or illnesses and they go into the doctor and the doctor tells them we can't find uh, any sign and they just know God as a healer. Some people know God as a counselor. They have been in situations where they needed some help. They needed to know which way to go and God has told them and they just know God as a counselor. Some people know God as a friend. They don't have a whole lot of friends, so they talk to God. They spend the days just talking to God back and forth. Then they say, well, God is God is my friend. He said, because of how they have experienced him. Now, what God wants you and me to do is to understand that whatever we need, God's got it. And God wants you and me to experience him in that. See, some of us, and the Lord said, Robert, that's you. <laughs> Lord, deal with me. Some of us never really knew God as a healer. I mean, you know, those of some of us just have enjoyed good health for 50 years or most of our life. We didn't never really. I mean, we've, we've read about God being a healer and we've seen God heal. But some of us really didn't know God as a healer. Well, God wants us to know him as that. And that's one of the reasons why God allows us to go through certain things so that we can know greater aspects of him. 
greater aspects of his character. Now watch this now. We're gonna we're gonna deal with this. Uh in Romans 8 and 28, Paul writes to us, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now we're going to work from a from a theme today. In all things, God works. In all things, God works. All right. Let us pray. Again, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pause reverently to again thank you, reverence you, honor you. You have been better to us, Father, than we know. You have been better to us, Father, than we deserve. You have been better to us, Father, than we can ever repay. All we can say is, is thank you. We appreciate you. We laud and magnify your name. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Father, we will need for you to lead us, for you to guide us, for you to speak to us and through us and for us, that your people in the four corners of the earth may be blessed, edified, strengthened, and encouraged. Thank you, Father, in advance, because we are living in a state of eager expectation for your blessings your revelation, your insight to be manifested. So we thank you, Father, in advance for the great things that you're going to do. You have done great things, you are doing great things, and we have no reason not to believe that you're going to do even greater things for us. These and all of the blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed, amen and amen. What is your experience like with God? Those blind men that I shared with you all earlier, each of them had a different experience with the elephant. Each of them experienced a different side and different aspects. Same elephant, different aspects. You go get the average person right now that died last night. God said, Robert, there are those that died last night. There are those that I brought up here to spend eternity with me. And there are those that I sent to the lake of fire and burning sulfur. Last night, Robert. Last night, you go get those two individuals, one from out of the presence of God, bring him down, sit him down, one from the lake of fire and burning sulfur, bring him back up out of hell and sit him down and talk to each of them and, and, and let each one know that they had to go back to where they had just 
come from. They're going back. They're sitting down. You get to sit down now, but you're going right back to where you just came from. They would have two totally different opinions, impressions, ideas about our God. There are people in hell right now cursing God with every fiber of their strength hating God even more intensely than they did in this life because their suffering is so intense. There are people that are in the presence of God right now that have found out, God says, Robert, they have found out that I'm even sweeter than they thought I was in this life. Same God. Different impressions of him. Because the ones that love God in life, God rewarded them with eternal life. They are finding that that that, that serving God and loving God was was even sweeter than they even thought. That, that that the rewards of God were even sweet. And the ones that are in hell, that have lifted up their eyes in hell, have found out that the punishment of God was even more severe than they ever thought in this life. Same God, same love, different perceptions. So understand my brother and my sister, you know, we can be describing, we might be describing the same thing, but you see it one way, I see it a totally different way. You ever, you ever, um, talk with people that maybe you like and maybe somebody that others don't like. Now, whoever has the stronger force of personality or whoever's opinion is accepted, that's whose impression is going to be, going to be accepted. Now, maybe you like the individual very much. A friend of yours doesn't like the individual very much. You keep talking about all the good things about him. They keep talking about all the bad things about him. Well, whoever has the stronger influence, that's the one whose impression will be accepted. Now, the Lord is flashing in my spirit now. There were some people during Jesus's earthly ministry that hated Jesus intensely. Scribes, Pharisees, Essenes, Zealots, they, 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 they were totally against. But then there were some individuals, the disciples, people in the upper room, saints on the road to Emmaus, Mary, Martha, other women that supported Jesus's ministry out of their own means. They loved Jesus Intensely. Same Jesus. Some people loved him. Some people hated him. Same Jesus. Same God. Right today, you, under the sound of my voice, I don't know where you are and I don't know who you are. You either love God intensely or you hate God intensely. 
You either love the word of God. Some people love the word of God. Same word of God. God says, still my word. Some of you love God's word. Can't wait. And others of you, right? You can't stand God's word. You, you loathe it. Well, choice is yours, my brother. The choice is mine, my brother. Same word. But keep in mind that the choice that you and I have made is going to, the choices that you and I have made are either going to lead to things that are much, much better, or they're going to lead to things that are much, much worse. You take a man, maybe have a heart attack, you know, at, 45, hadn't been eating quite right, hadn't been exercising quite right, have a heart attack, almost die, okay? Now, he's going to have to make some choices. Doctor tell him, all right, you need to lose 50 pounds, you need to start exercising, you need to do this. He's either going to make choices in his life that are going to make his condition much what? Better? Or he's going to make choices in his life that are going to make things much worse. My prayer for every one of us under the sound of my voice today, may we make choices in our lives that will make things better. You know, I, you know, the Lord dealt with me on something while I was in Sogakape, Ghana. You know, he, he had dealt with me about this prior to, but especially when I was down there and I was sharing with one congregation of saints, I was talking about how that some of us feel like we have been victims, you know, victims of child abuse, victims of molestation, victims of poverty, victims. And the Lord, and I even felt like that when I, I had this stroke, I felt like I was a victim. You know, ah, Lord, you know, I'm a stroke victim. I'm the Lord can't have it revealed to me. The Lord said, Robert, you're not a victim. I was like, Lord, God said, Robert, you're not a victim. You are a survivor. I want to encourage you. I don't know what you've gone through in your life, in your marriage, in your ministry, but whatever that terrible thing was that you have experienced in your life, it came to kill you. Just like this stroke and different things have come to kill me, but we are still here. That means we are a survivor. Some of you feel like as African-Americans, I'm a, I was a victim of racism. No, you ain't. No, I'm not a victim of racism. I'm a survivor of racism. Some of you young ladies out there, you victim of molestation. There ain't no victim of molestation. You a survivor. You and I are still here. The mere fact that we are still here is an indication that we are not victims of anything. We are survivors. We made it through. We still alive. What our scripture from today? Okay, what the apostle Paul lets us know. We know that in all things God works. In all things God works in that molestation in that sickness in that poverty 
God works and he's working for your good, child of God. Just keep that in mind. I know it was a terrible thing. God said, I didn't say it wasn't going to be a terrible thing that you were that that you were going to go through or that you were going to experience. God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the very terrible thing and I'm going to use the terrible thing to bring good in your life. So I want to encourage you. Let God finish work. And sometimes we, we try to judge a thing before God finish work. And I know I've done that many times with this stroke. Dealt with the pain of the stroke. Dealt with the 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 the, the inability of the, with the stroke. God said, "Let me finish working, Robert." I have been impatient, wanted God to work faster. God said, "Let me fin- let me finish work." In all things, God works. God said, "Not just the things you like." God says, "I'm working in the things that you what don't like. Not just the things that feel good to you." God said, I'm working in that thing that hurts you. God, God said, in, in all things, God works. God said, I know what you need. Now, you think you know what you need. No, you wouldn't have never done it to yourself, or you wouldn't have never allowed it to happen to yourself. But God said, I knew that was exactly what you needed. Paul says, we know, and we know. See, so you got to know this because if you don't know this, you'll be thinking God is working for our bad. Or God has allowed some things to happen for our bad. That, that You'll be thinking there's no way that can be for my good. That hurt too bad. That that was too embarrassing. That was the uh, God said, you need to know this. There are certain things we need to know. Listen, there are certain things that we need to know even if we are not behaving in the best way. There's certain things, you know, and my spirit goes to Solomon. Solomon was doing all kind of crazy stuff. 1,700 wives, 300 concubines. But he said, my mind was still guiding me with what? Wisdom. But Solomon said, I still knew what the right thing was now. All this crazy stuff. Don't think that because I was doing crazy stuff that I was crazy. See, some people let the crazy stuff run them crazy. Solomon said, that's not me. Solomon said, I'm doing crazy stuff, but my mind is still guiding me with wisdom. I still know what the right, I still know what the right thing is. I still know what I ought to be doing. Solomon has some of the greatest teachings in the Bible regarding adultery, and he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. But he had some of the greatest teachings of the dangers and the pitfalls of adultery. But he had his teaching, his lifestyle. Sometimes individuals teaching and their lifestyle a little different. What we're trying to do is we're trying to line our lifestyle up with our teaching. Apostle Paul, same one reading about now, told the saints in Philippians, do everything without arguing and complaining. Paul got in such an argument with with Barnabas that they parted company for a number of years. What was the problem? (laughs) Lifestyle was not lined up with teaching. Teaching is still right. 
whether we got it quite right in our lifestyle or not. Let the teachings, that doesn't mean Solomon jumped out because he had 700 wives. You don't see any, thank you, Holy Spirit. You don't see anywhere in the scripture where Solomon in scripture is telling people, go out and have 700 wives, 300 concubines. That's what he did. But what did he teach? That adultery is bad, that adultery is, is terrible, that adultery will bring woe, that... God said, all things works for you good. God said, I got him for that. His mind, he, he knew the right thing, even though he didn't do the right thing. What we want to do, my brother and my sister, is not only do, because sometimes we know the right thing. Come on, somebody. But we don't do the right thing. God is on you and God is working working on me to get us to do the right thing, do the right thing. Solomon, look, look in the Bible, look in the first few, first five chapters of Proverbs and read about Solomon's teachings about adultery and how filled with wisdom and, and chock full of wisdom they are. And this is the same man had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Read uh, the Apostle Peter's works and, and how he talks about obedience to the Holy Spirit and how important that is and how good that is. And, how, and then go read Acts chapter 10 when the Holy Spirit tried to tell Peter to get to, to kill and eat after God let down a sheet from heaven with all kind of creeping things on it. And the Lord told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter told the Lord three times, surely not. Lord, well, what does this mean? These great men and men of God were hypocrites? No, it means they were men. See, they knew the right thing, but they didn't always do the right thing. You and I may know the right thing, but not always do the right thing. May you and I work on our doing as we are working on our knowing, because that is one of the reasons why we are studying constantly and continuously, because we want to know more of the right thing. We want to know the, more of the right thing so we can eventually do more of the right thing. All right. All God works in all things. So, so if it's a thing in your life, just understand that God is what? God is working in it. If it's a thing in your marriage, God is working in it. If it's a thing in your family, in your God is working. God is working. All things. We know that in all things, God is not only working, but he's working for our good. Doesn't always feel like this now. Sometimes you and I may go to the dentist and the dentist may have to do some things to our teeth that don't feel like it. They may feel even worse than, than when we were home, but we are trusting that eventually it's going to feel what? Better. I know, you know, I had gotten an infection in my gum. I went to the dentist the last time and I had gotten an infection in my gum 
gum was pulling away from one of my teeth. I had to go back to the dentist. Dentist checked me out, said, you got an infection. Gave me a special mouthwash. The first time I took that mouthwash, it felt like somebody was driving a nail in my gum, in my gum. I almost, almost hollered out. Felt worse than at any other point with that tooth. But as I continued to take that mouthwash and continued to take the medicine that they gave to me, I have began feeling better and better and better. Well, that's how it is with God a lot of times, my brother and my sister. Sometimes what God will have to do to us, to get us better, is hurt us real bad. Allow us to hurt real bad in order for us to get better and better and better. God is working for your good. God is working for my good. Doesn't always feel like it. Now, if you're somebody who tried to tell me that when I when I first took that mouthwash, the first day on that infection, my goodness gracious. But now I just took the mouthwash a little bit longer. Didn't even hurt a little bit, just a little bit. No, I'm getting better. And you are getting better too, my brother. And I'm getting better as well. God is working for our good. Why? Because we love him. Love is going to work for your good. Even though it hurts. Even though it's uncomfortable. Love is going to work for your good even though you may not even want it love is saying i'm overpowering that mess you're talking about and i'm working for your good when you have a calling on your life each of us as god's children we have a calling on our life that little mess we talking about, you know, sometime I'd be in a dentist chair, you know, dentist hit a nerve. He know he know what he's got to do to fix my problem. Sometime he'll hit a nerve or he'll, I jump in and in different things. Do I wanna, then he'll get right back, <laughs> get right back to doing what he was doing. Well, that's how God do sometimes. God knows some things he do hurt us. Some things he do we don't like, some things we do. Uncomfortable, and then after we finish jumping and finish hollering and crying and complaining, God said, All right, now get on back in the chair and open wide. Because He's not finished with you, He's not finished with me. For those, God said, Look, I foreknew you, Robert. God <laughs> I didn't just know the gifts that you're going to operate in. God said, I knew your lust. I knew your lies. I knew your weaknesses. I knew your sin. God said, I knew, look, look at verse 29. For those God what? For those God what? For those God what? For new. God said, I knew you. I knew what I was going to have to do to get that out of you. Go to a dentist with a big old infection in your mouth. Dentist, look at that and say, he, he'll be saying in his mind, I know what I got to do to get that out. God look at us with the infections and the sins and the, in us. And God said, I know what I got to do to get that out of you. My, <laughs> let me wrap this message up.
for those God for new. Yeah, well, well, he those God foreknew, he predestined. Watch this. God foreknew us and God predestined us. So God said, look, whatever gotta go on, I gotta, I gotta get you over here, Robert. You might be in all this and you might, but I gotta get you over here. Going in and out. Those God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. God said, Robert, you got to be like Jesus. Now you got some stuff in you that's not like Jesus. You got some lust of the eye. You got some lust of the flesh. You got some pride of life, Robert. You got some stuff in you that's got to go. You got to be like Jesus at the end of the day. My children have to be like Jesus. He conformed us. He predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Watch this. So that he or Jesus might be the firstborn among many brothers. Jesus was the firstborn. Jesus was what the God like. Jesus was the what just like you make a copy. The first one, or you make you make a copy. The original, you put in and say, I like the original. Now let's make all these just like the original. God is working to make you. God is working to make me just like the original, which is Jesus Christ. And those he predestined, he called, he justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Now, I, my, my prayer for you and my prayer for me. At the end of the day, we got to be glorified. That means we got to get the praise. We, we, you know, and we got to give it to God. At the end of the day, when, when the, you know, all the, the struggle, trials and weaknesses and shortcomings and flaws, God got to get the praise out of your life. God got to get the praise out of my life. See, when something's been glorified, that means it's praiseworthy. So God is working on you. God is working on me so that at the end of the day, we are worthy. We are praiseworthy. You put your car in the mechanic's office. We got a vehicle in the mechanic's office right now. It wasn't real praiseworthy when we put it in. But the mechanic has been working diligently and working tirelessly so that when that car come out of there, that car is what? It's right. It's ready. We don't expect the car to come out from the mechanic the same way that it went in. If that's the case, then why, why put it in the mechanic? Well, you and I don't expect to be the same character when we come out of a relationship with God the same way we were when we went in. So in, in order for things to come out differently than the way they went in, there have to be some changes. In order for you and I to come out just like Jesus, <laughs> we came in liars and whoremongers and thieves and homosexuals and prostitutes. And, and in order for the cuss to come out just like Jesus, God said, guess what, Robert? I'm saying, yes, look, got to be some change. Got to be some change. So God is working to change you. You ever wonder, God is working to change me. I got stuff that needs to change. As a pastor, I got some stuff that needs to change. As an apostle, as a husband, as a son, as a father, I got some stuff that just need to change. And that's the truth about you, my brother in Christ. And about me, we got to change. God said, and I know just what changes need to be made.
the Lord bless you, children of God, and in heaven, continue to smile on it. Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. We thank you for, for helping us with all of our problems. We adore you, we magnify you, we glorify you, we exalt you, we praise you, and we adore you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you will forgive us of our sins, be it in, be it in thought, word, or in deed. And help us to protect us from dangers seen and unseen. But we pray that you will, you will help us to do better in all things. And we ask you to help us with all of our problems too. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, strength, redeemer, guide, our protector. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Saints, you can reach us through ETTPS colon forward slash forward slash THADFG dot wixsite dot com forward slash TCCCWW. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes daily. On Facebook, join us on Robert Bryant. On YouTube, join us on the Christian Center Church channel. We can even be reached by phone at plus 252-525-4777. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.